The Strut is a presentation of 5403 Productions. The Strut would not be possible without the generosity of our friends of the show. Strut Nation thanks you for your support. Dan Sign Realty, Coastal Class of 2001. Dan Sign at Dunes Realty Sales is real estate done right. You can find Dan Sign on the web at dansignrealtor.com. Hanley's Pub, CCU Class of 2002, the official pub of the Strut Podcast and is located in Carolina Forest. We will CCU at your local pub. Hanley's in Carolina Forest. 3873 Renee Drive, Myrtle Beach. Telephone number 843-903-4904. David Turner, Doctor of Chiropractic, Coastal Class of 97 of Impact Chiropractic. Been practicing in Conway for 20 years, Dr. Turner believes in a proactive wellness-based approach to achieving optimal health and function for the entire family. At Impact Chiropractic, we work hard to grow healthy kids rather than fix damaged adults. 210 Singleton Ridge Road, Conway, www.impactchiro.com, 843-347-9103. Bob Baldwin, Coastal Class of 2011. When you think coastal and your marketing needs, think coastal marketing. Go see Bob Baldwin at Coastal Marketing. Coastal Marketing is the official merchandise supporter of the Strut Podcast at 475 Sandy Lane Suite A, Surfside Beach, telephone 843-349-4848 on the web, coastalmarketinggraphics.com, and Coastal Outdoors, operated and managed by Coastal Alumni. Golf fun for everyone. They have four mini golf facilities and one driving range, Captain Hook's Adventure Golf, Jungle Safari, Jurassic Golf, Shipwreck, Island Adventure Golf, and Cane Patch Driving Range. That's Coastal Outdoors, operated and owned by Coastal Alumni. TD, you can begin the show now. All right. You ready to go? We're ready to We're go. Ready. So uh, welcome in to the Sunday strut of, uh, of the strut podcast after a uh, a pretty interesting victory, gentlemen. And uh, I'll be forthcoming for those that are listening tonight. When you hear this later tonight or tomorrow on your way to work, I'm uh, doing this from a unique location. We're in the mobile command center uh, of my dad's truck with John Malatia and my dad. We're coming all the way back from... Uh, doing a little deer hunting and hog hunting over in Bethune, South Carolina. So uh, this is interesting for me to do it from a phone and do the stats from the phone, my dad's phone. So that being said, gentlemen, impressive win for our Shonda Clears last night in a pretty uh, rain-soaked, chilly night. And, uh, man, I'm, I'm ready to get into it, man, for all the things that it was and what we learned about our team. But with that being said, what were your hey, what were your initial thoughts? Well, every night for me is a chilly night. I just want to start with that. So we'll <laughs> begin there. I'll lead the rest Billy, of my time start, to, man. to go. Billy, if you want to go ahead and lead this thing off, go ahead and uh no, I honestly I couldn't make it up because I I texted you guys I had a little bit of emergency with work 
And I did not get home in time to get ready to leave. And TD and Joe, I know y'all know I'm, I, I love working with the Alumni Association and what I do with them. And I couldn't even make the tailgate or anything. So what happened to me Saturday morning, I could not get there. Uh, I'm not talking about it a whole lot because it's professional and people need to mind their business. But I am uh, <laughs> unable to make it Saturday, but I did watch it strut style at home. And it was, I, I thought it was one of our more complete games, except for maybe a few minutes here and there in the game. One of our closest to a full four-quarter game as I've seen so far. Close. Not quite, but close. Yeah, you know, I, I would agree with that. It was kind of a tough first quarter to watch. Obviously, again, you know, TD referenced the bad weather. It's kind of a – we had a good crowd, though, for the weather. I mean, I really felt like the, the, the people that showed up came, the students – you know, there was a good student showing. The, the you know the other fans that came, you know, brought some energy to this thing, and it was it was a lot of you know a lot more energy than I thought that might have been with with the terrible weather. It's a great win for us, you know, to to beat a Texas State team that came in and had completely revamped, redid their entire roster. They had a whole bunch of transfers on that team, and they played you know well the week before. Probably their most complete game against Georgia Southern the week before they came to play us, but. Uh, had to work our way through that first quarter, down 10-7, kind of gave up some plays there in that first quarter. But I just want to hit on a couple of things here. The, the You know, the middle 30 is what I want to talk about. I want to run through a couple of numbers here. You Coach Beck often talks about – you hear coaches talk these days about the middle eight, like the last four of the first half, first four of the second half. we got to talk about the middle 30. The middle 30 of this game, completely dominated by Coastal. 21 to nothing on the scoreboard. Shonicler's won this thing in the middle 30 on the scoreboard. Plays for Coastal, second and third quarters. 48 plays from scrimmage, 230, uh, 263 yards of total offense. Texas State, 16 plays from scrimmage and seven yards of offense. After they went for 149 of offense in the first quarter, they got seven in the second and third quarters. Time of possession, Coastal, 23 and a half minutes to six and a half over those you know, the, the, the middle 30. It, it was just total domination. Two penalties for Coastal, 10 yards in the, in the second and third quarter, six for 63 for Texas State. You know, I mean, it was just – it was crazy good how good our defense and our offense played complementary football. You hear Coach Beck talk about complementary football, how good that was to watch some complementary football in that second and third quarters, which decided the ball game. So – Sam Pinckney, 55 consecutive games now with a catch, set the NCAA record for that. If you don't often see that, congratulations to Sam. Old faithful. You know, the, the, the catch they did it with, you know, the first catch of the game was minus seven. So it was kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> but he caught, you know, he caught a touchdown pass a little bit later on. He led us in catches in the ball game. Uh, just uh, I, I love Sam. Such, such, such a great addition. So, so glad he's here and a part of our program. Offensive line grades quickly uh, run through some of these guys. Will McDonald was our highest graded offensive lineman in this game, 91%. Also, the knockdown king, he had five knockdowns in the game. Del Grande, Nick Del Grande was 88%. Zach Elam, who's done a really good job at that center spot, kind of locking down that spot, 88% there. Dylan Luther, 82. Uh, Zovon Lindsay, 79%. So, our offensive lineman who, you know, they don't get a shout out here. They probably don't get talked about, but I think they're still doing a great job. 84% overall and uh, over, you know, 100, let's see, 188 yards uh, on the ground in this ballgame for our offense. So just a, a, a great win. Defensively, we gave up one explosive play. We gave up one play 
more than 20 yards in this ball game. I mean, that's, that's just pretty amazing. Will Whitson, just a tremendous force defensively for us, eight tackles, you know, two sacks in the ball game. Another another game we had a bunch of tackles for loss and sacks. You know, just great football right now. Five wins in a row. You're you're and and they're doing it because again, they're playing complementary football, offense, defense, special teams. It's all kind of melding, and we really come up in a. This is going to be a great two weeks here coming up to end the regular season. These these last two weeks are going to be insane. So those are my thoughts on what happened yesterday. Congratulations to the shots, and I can't wait to go to Army this week. Yeah, it, it, I'll, I'll compliment and echo what you said, Joe. One thing, too, I may drill down a little bit more in some areas is, you know, the intangibles that we saw, our, our team didn't allow the weather to dictate their attitude, effort, you know, their dynamic and how we play called offensively and defensively. T.J. Finley drove that, you know, Bobcat offense down the field. I mean, really, zip, zip, boom, boom, and touchdown, right? It was 7 nothing, And you're, you know, and, and I'll, I look, I know that a lot of Teal Nation was sitting there going, good Lord, that's the number one offense in the, in, in the conference, a top 10 offense in the country. And I think their first scoring drive was seven, eight, nine plays. But boom, 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 and they were in the end zone. The one thing you got to give credit to is the one thing that we haven't seen since about 2020. And then in the latter half of when I, you know, when I play, you know, when we had Quentin Till and those guys, is the ability to shut some teams down after about the first drive or two to rip you know, really dissect and ultimately put a plan together that says, all right, we tried X. We're now going to pivot to Y or Z, and it worked. Joe, to your point, that middle 30, after that first drive and really the first two drives, Texas State, and I'll give Brian Quigley a lot of credit. He went back, dug up some data, and put it out there that we were texting about before. What was it? Seven straight drives, to your point, Joe, it was like, Four drives of three plays, one drive of four plays, and another drive of like, you know, another three drives of like one or two plays. I mean, they just, they got nothing. They literally got nothing. I think you've got it right there, Joe. Read that out. I want people to hear what that was. Oh, you don't have it? I think I, I think I, I sent the text to it. Well, Sorry. I mean, I, 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 second and third quarters, they ran 16 plays from scrimmage in 30 minutes. And, and 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 seven yards of seven yards total offense. Sixteen plays from scrimmage, seven yards total offense in two quarters. And that's so to echo what you were saying. But then you drill down a little further. You look at the defensive line got more pressure on T.J. Finley than I think he'd experienced all year. You know that was the biggest offensive line, and I think Chili or Joe, you touched on it. You know in the midweek podcast where they were literally the biggest offensive line in the conference: six five, six six, six seven. You know, 25 pounds, 30 pounds bigger than ever before. And once we figured out conceptually what we were going to do with some stunts and some slants and, and how we were twisting and how we were calling up blitzes and delayed blitzes, man, it really wreaked havoc on their ability to build a protection around Finley. I mean, it really did. And that was impressive on, on the defense. Offensively, I'll say this. Vasco impressed me, and so did Blake Boda. Blake Boda came in for two plays, and he zipped it, right? In the rain, it was a little wobbly, but he zipped it for a first down. And I know that may be some points that y'all are going to discuss, but those are the intangibles that I see from inside the helmet that I look at it. We continue to find ways as a team. When somebody goes down, somebody steps up. And I know there's going to be an, uh, there's going to be an appropriate time to say this, 
that Texas State, their asses played dirty the entire game with the intent to cause as much pain and inflict as much impact on the inability or to create an inability for our offense to move the ball in our quarterbacks. And you can call it what it is. I'm going to say it. It's literally the worst officiating crew in the entire Sun Belt. And Texas State took advantage of the fact that they knew we were down to our third quarterback. And I don't care what anybody said. That's Travis Danley saying that. That ain't Joe Cashin. That ain't Steve Childers. That's me saying it. That was the worst officiated game outside of the Ark State game, which was the same crew. Shocker. The only thing they got right this game was they threw somebody out for a helmet to helmet. But I'm off my soapbox, Joe and Chili. I'm off my soapbox. But I had to get it out. I had to get it out. But, hey, defensively. Please express yourself, TD. Please tell us how you feel, man. I know Chili's got some uh, Chili's got some points to make, too. But when you break down, too, um, I, again, I'm kind of doing this on a whim. Joe Chili, third down, I think Texas State was – Six of 18 or four of 18? They were six of 16 and two six of four of on fourth down. So, Thank you know, six eight, six. Eight, eight, of, eight of 20 overall on conversion downs. Yeah, okay, that's what it was. They were eight of 20 on convertible downs. What were we were? I had that in my notes. What were we? Uh, we were eight of 15 on third and one of one of three on fourth. So that's nine of 18. That's 50% so, conversion that's 50%. down. We'll take that every week. We'll take that all day long, especially in the rain. And look, some folks, again, we don't really get into the nuts and bolts of a coach making a decision, but I liked when Coach Beck went for it on, on one or two occasions. Could we have kicked a field goal? Sure. But right then, our defense collectively was shutting them down. Imagine if you were an HC and your defense for not one, but seven straight drives had shut them down. I'd go for it, too. It didn't matter. I'd go for it, too. So that's something – but I just want to, you know, because I saw some questions on social media about that, and and you know what, I would say, look, you gotta you gotta go for it. Well, your defense puts you in a place where you feel comfortable enough to go for it. So I mean, I I, I don't disagree at all. And while you were doing that, TD and John, looked this up too. <clears throat> Excuse me. In the third quarter, Texas State possessed the ball for two minutes and forty eight seconds the entire third quarter. So. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. something to kind of go along with what both of y'all were saying about how well that defense played Saturday, yesterday, Saturday. They had to drive of a minute 30 and a second drive that lasted a minute 18. And that was well, how about the start of the whole possession. How about the start of the third quarter? We run a reverse on the kickoff. It's deemed there was a forward pass there. Honestly, as I saw it, yeah, yeah, we pitched the ball from the 10. Yeah, Jensen Hooper picked it up at the uh you know, he he picked Jensen hit you know price. He he picked it up at the twelve, right? Yeah, you know. it, it was it was a right call. Yeah, but it, it was, was yeah. But we yeah, you know, instead of starting at the thirty eight, we're at the six. And then did that bother anybody? No. We just went the you know, ninety four yards, longest drive of the season. Just right down seven and a half minutes off the clock, boom. Fourth down, goal, boom, touchdown. You know that's just that was just a great drive. I remember thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could just, you know, starting off in the second half? Yeah, that's some that's some coastal football from a couple and three years ago where you get the bad field position deep in your own territory and you just matriculate TD down the field and you eat up a bunch of clock coming out of the second half. You've already gotten a lead, eat up a bunch of clock coming out to start the game, kind of break the wheel of your opponent going into it. I just thought that was awesome. I had to look that stat up, TD, because you made me think about it, though that 
Texas State actually had the ball for two minutes and 48 seconds of the entire third quarter. I, I think that just – that kind of says it all for me as far as defensive stats. I got something I'm going to bring up in a second in my own deliberation yep. here, but I wanted to bring that up to you too, T.D., because you were talking about that just then. Well, so I'll address to you, and, I, and I'll segue here, is the, the feedback I've got from our fans, and, and it's right. The defense was our bugaboo the last four or five years, right? We were scoring 35, wow. 37, you know, they were they were part of the bugaboo a little bit. I, I'll say, but this year, man, that there were there were moments during that game where it was a bend don't break defense, right? The last few years it was a bend don't break defense, but this year you can collectively see each game, the development, the confidence. Our guys are flying to the ball. Who was the one? Was it T Money that made that big hit on that fourth down? Joe Chili, when they were going right to left, I think it was T Money that made that big hit. Well, Tobias, Tobias Fletcher had Tobias. Tobias Fletcher had several big hits, and I think you're talking about Tobias Fletcher. Tobias Fletcher. <laughs> Tobias, Fle- Tobias Fletcher had <laughs> he hey. lowered the boom several times in this game. I tell you what, that but see that play happens because of the prior seven or eight games of learning and developing and building confidence, knowing in in the individual self but the team concept and the collective of what we're trying to do. Unfortunately for Dr. Benson, I'm not aware of any exotic blitzes that we ran this time, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But it's, um, Jill, I know you got some points too. I know we're going to build off of that. Joe's got some more, but to me, I just, man, how Vasco played, how the defense played, we can always get into stats. I'm gonna get into a couple more later, but, um, we made Texas state get off of their game plan very early. And I think it paid dividends for us late in the game. Yeah, and, 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 yeah, and, and the fact and the fact that they went away from Finley at halftime. Wow! You know, the, the fact they went away from him at halftime. They they ran Hornsby out there as their quarterback for the second. They they pulled Finley at half. We didn't see him the second half. That that was uh, kind of like Lane and I were looking at each other like, wow, you know, <laughs> a different dynamic too, Joe. Interesting. Joe. He brought a different dynamic to the game than Finley. He was a little more athletic and could get out of the pocket. Which actually hurt us in the second half, but if it were not for that, then. But the, the reason it hurt us is because the defensive line was getting such great pressure and collapsing the pocket. If Finley stays in the game, I'll offer this: if Finley stays in the game, I think they knew we would continue to have tackle for losses. But that kid got in, whether it was by injury or by default or a change in coaching, he gave them a chance. That Finley, in my humble opinion would not have given them in the second half of that game because his escapability was not the same as the uh, Hornsby's. Man, Hornsby could really get out of that pocket and salvage some plays. Once we heated up Finley, once we heated him up a little bit, you could see it. Once we, got, once we gained leverage, as Coach Beck talked about, when they were bouncing some stuff early in the game when they run in the middle and boom, they bounce that thing and we didn't have leverage, we didn't have contain. Once we figured that out, and once we figured out how to heat up Finley and move him off this spot, uh-uh, do no, he was throwing dirt darts out there, and I think that's that's GJ Kenny said, you know what, you know, no, we 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 got to try something else at halftime, and in in the second half, that's when he at halftime he said we got to try something else. In my opinion, yeah, and I kind of want to speak to something that kind of mirrors that when it comes to us. I tweeted this out because I really could not come to a, um, I guess, a final answer on what how I was thinking. So 
I kind of posed this question on Twitter is which room would you want to be in if you're a coastal offensive player right now, the QB room, the running back room, or the wide receiver room? Because you've got the QB room, you've got McCall, Guest, and Vasco. You've got running backs with different roles they're playing. You know, you start Braden Bennett, but I'd, I'd like to call C.J. Beasley the closer right now. And you got Balthasar doing his thing. You've got other guys popping in and getting runs and good stuff for us. And then you've got wide receivers. Sam is your stalwart. He's your big play guy. He's tall. He can go up and get it. Jared's fast. He works well in space. But then you've got guys emerging there, too. So I want to kind of throw that out there for discussion amongst the people who listen. And maybe even us is like, which room is benefiting us more now? Is it the QBs, the running backs, and receivers? I know we want to think about them as a team and working well together within what the, the coaches want to put together, the scheme and play call and game plan, all that kind of stuff. But right now, QB, receivers, Running backs, those three rooms right now are just amazing as far as what they're bringing to us as far as the depth goes. I named off about seven or eight players just then that are all seeing playing time, except for injury, are seeing significant playing time throughout the season. And everybody that I've named is all making some kind of major contribution to what we've been doing so far these last few weeks. My second point, I really just want to bring up one stat. We kind of alluded to it a while ago is the Texas State passing yards. Coming into this game, Texas State had the number one offense. Let me point this out. Out of this game, I went and looked at Sunbelt stats as far as they rank, you know, what offenses and defenses are better or whatever. Even after this game, Texas State still has the number one total offense in the Sunbelt. Saturday, they had 81 passing yards. Finley had 49. Hornsby had 32. That tells you how much they had amassed coming into our game and yeah, you know, didn't have much change. Hey, uh, by the way, number two offense is App State. Three is Coastal. Four is Georgia State. Georgia Southern, excuse me. So those are the top four offenses in the Sun Belt Conference. My last one is about officiating also. Let me say this. We don't like this crew. I'll just go ahead and be honest with you. We both, TD already kind of did his thing, but I wanted to get Texas State's perspective on the officiating crew because, Joe, you, tw- you uh, texted with us during the game, and you said that some of the calls, especially the number of yards Texas State had in penalties, really kind of helped us more than anything else. They had 122 yards in penalties. So I went on Texas State social media and just read, and I pulled out some excerpts of what they said. One of them was uh, there was a picture that someone made of a rooster with a whole bunch of cash laid out at the feet of the refereeing crew. That was one. <laughs> The next one was, and I quote, (laughs) the fix is in. Another one said, are you trying to get Coastal in the Eastern, give Coastal the Eastern Championship? (laughs) And then the last one said, is this the ref show? So Texas State even had this uh, feeling of not a well-officiated game. And I'm not defending Texas State. On a Coastal podcast, there is no way I'm defending Texas State. I'm just bringing perspective here because – if the team that lost the game felt the same way as we did Saturday, there's got to be something too, not just us getting screwed out of calls and players getting hurt and and not making those calls, Joe. I, I just feel like there's, there's more to it than just Coastal having a hard time with Sunbelt officiating at this point. What do you think about that? Tears are delicious. <laughs> Tears are delicious. Look, I'm retweeting that picture of the rooster with the with the cash. That was really uh, good. That, that's 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 hilarious. That, that's 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 so much fun. 
so funny. Look, officiating is what it is. And I, you know, from our vantage point, from what I was watching in this ball game, they, they hit our guys late. I mean, that they were doing these things. I mean, you know, we, we don't have, we don't have Ethan Vasco going off the field, holding his head because he just, you know, he just fell down. I mean, what the heck's going on? I mean, one of their offensive linemen took a shot at a knockaroo after a knockaroo made a sack. <laughs> he can't even get up off the field and 76 knocks him down again. Well, after the play, I mean, holy cow. I mean, you know, do I did I have a problem with this crew at Ark State because they didn't call targeting when Grayson McCall got his head taken off? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, as soon as as soon as I knew that this this crew had this game three weeks later, yeah, you know, was that kind of a problem for me? Yeah, I'm like, how in the world is this, is this bunch back on this game? But you know, the officials are what they are. They are they are who they are. They have a tough job. They're humans like all the rest of us, right? They coach the game. You know, I don't coach it. I don't play it, but I, we call it, right? They are who they are. And from my vantage point, I mean, hey, you know, we had how many penalties we have in this game? Three for 23. Three for, 20. <laughs> three, three for 23, right? And they had 12 for 122. So, I, you know, if I'm a Texas State person, yeah, I'm probably a little you know, irritated about that. But did you watch the game? Did, 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 did you watch some of these hits? Yeah, you know, they were. I, in my opinion, they were trying to heat our. I don't. I don't know how you get around that. If you watch it, yeah, that's what the what was going on out there. Yeah, it is what it is, man. You know, officiating is what it is. I think they you live through one. it, and you live through it, and you, and, you, and you go play next Saturday. I think they did miss one unsportsmanlike because one time during the TV coverage, Joe. There was a time where a coastal player was getting up after being tackled. They did the view from the end zone to the other end zone, like down the field toward the student section. And there was Curly Bill twerking at our students. Curly Bill. <laughs> Curly Bill TD was twerking at the coastal students. Hey, and and and, and they, they threw a flag one time, and that thing disappeared into the ether, I, I think, on the Vasco thing. The, there, there was a flag. that I, we, we saw a flag, and that thing disappeared. We're, like, looking at each other like, was there a flag right there? What happened to that flag? It just kind of disappeared into the nothingness. What happened? That was, I that didn't was even count it. Joe, that was when Boda came in for two plays. That was the, the forearm to, to – Yeah. 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 And it was just like, poof, rabbit out of a hat. We'll just forget it. Woo. Just went away. Yeah. I'll say this, but I, I want to say this, too. Interesting enough, we're going by the Common National Bank, who doesn't sponsor us, but they should. It's tr it's currently right now 54 degrees as I come through Conway. Chilly, Beautiful. that's just but with love. Well, hey, TD, another also, number, Sam's consecutive uh, catch streak is 55. Previously 54, and Joe turned 55 this year. Joe did turn 55 this year. Look at that. But uh, You guys got to remind me of that? Holy mackerel. Hey. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this, though, on a serious note, you know, we try to bring in our fans and our listeners, I think, respect the fact we bring perspective, we bring data, and, and in all sincerity to, to the time that they take to listen to us and the time that we put into this. When we were one and two and two and three, and now here we are at seven and three, and we're five and two in conference, we're knocking on the doorstep. We are one win away from being exactly where we were one year ago when we thought the sky had fallen, we would never do anything like this again. The run was over. Here we are. 
three quarterbacks in. We've used four. Our program and our culture, fans, players, at everybody, we don't give in. We don't give up. That's that. We are resolute in that. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's something special that not many programs can say that, man. And even there was a Troy fan who was on Twitter, uh, the Trojan Wall guys, they even acknowledged to a Liberty fan going, the entire staff went up there, and these guys are one win away from being exactly where they were last year with a whole new staff, 53 new players, and having to play their third starting quarterback and their fourth getting reps. To everybody that listens to what I just said, just take that in for a second, man. How special is that? That's pretty damn special, man. Anybody, anywhere, anytime. Anybody, anywhere, anytime. That's what I'm talking about. I heard that. (laughs) Oh, 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 old coach coming out in him right there. I need that pep talk. I love coach. Love. I need that pep talk going into our picks. Good job Friday night. Uh, He says, "Great job Friday night." Let's take two seconds to say that, Joe. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that. Before we get off, maybe it's not the appropriate time, but Chili, I, I'd like Joe to take three or four minutes and just talk about that Hall of Fame experience. I don't know if now's the appropriate time, but um, maybe we do it towards it because we still got to go over the scoreboard and the fact that we all didn't do very well on our pickles. No, well, the pickles are terrible. No, I, 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 I appreciate the opportunity to do the Hall of Fame stuff. I mean, it's 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 always a, a it's 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 a good night. It's a fun night, you know to to put people in the hall of fame, you know, and it was great to see your dad there. It's great to see coach there. It really was, you know, and uh, I, I don't want to, you know, take a whole lot of time on it, but it was, it was, it was a good night. It was a good weekend. And I, I appreciate the opportunity to have to, to go and MC that thing. So, you well, know, th- th- thanks to him. Thanks to the hall of fame committee. Thanks to Sean and, and the Casey and then everybody involved in that thing. So well, hey, we had one, we had one football player get in Bruce Matt. Bruce Mapp, yep, absolutely, yep. Bruce got in, and that's pretty special. And uh, I ran into another hall. I ran into two Hall of Famers at the game. They listened. Maury Simpkins and Hop Henderson were at the game, and um, Hop was uh, there Friday night. Yep, Hop was there. Yep, and uh, it was pretty special to see those guys. They listen to the show when they can, and um, they're very appreciative of what what we're doing, what everybody's doing, and they're as proud of this program as we are. And it, we have to remind ourselves what we've accomplished in 20 and a half years. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty special, man. It's pretty special. But I tell you what's not special is my ability to somehow pick Sun Belt winners and Chili's ability to pick Sun Belt winners because only Joe Cashin apparently has that touch. Well, he's got the info. That's why he's doing so well. Oh, yeah, he's the info judge. Man, I, 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 off the top of my head, I'm just picking winners, man. I'm not I, even I, looking into it. Joe, I'm just going by gut feel on, on every single week, man. At this point, Who do I think is going to win? I, I really, really want to believe that at this point, but it's it's you went six I, and two this week. TD you went five and three, and I went four and four. So there's a science. I have a commanding, to it have a commanding lead, don't I? I have a commanding lead in this thing. Joe, you were at 67 and 21. TD 62 and 26. Me. 58 and 30. That's pretty damn good, man. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take TD's pep talk he just gave about not giving up, no quit in me, anybody, anytime, any place, whatever. I'm taking that on 
going forward in these picks. The Sunbelt slate this week, we got a lot of games. I'll go through these really quickly. Southern Miss travels to Mississippi State. The mm. good guys travel to West Point. App State mm. at James Madison. That's college game day is what I'm hearing. Texas State, goes to, Texas State goes to Classless State. I hope they get the same referee and crew we had this past week at our place. How how poetic Actually, would that be? I, I hope nobody gets that referee and crew. I, don't, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy is how bad they are. <laughs> the culture travels to Troy. Marshall at South Alabama, ODU at Georgia Southern, and Georgia State will travel to LSU. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I, I, just, just, just a couple of thoughts on this. How, how about Georgia Southern unable to recover two fumbles late at Marshall? You talk about being snake bit. They had golden opportunities to recover balls on the field. They couldn't get either one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You talk about a team that just – it wasn't in the cards at Marshall. Thank you to Marshall for doing us a big favor. And how about how about how things have changed, you know, to what TD just mentioned a minute ago. I mean, what happens in September doesn't necessarily mean that's what's going on in November, right? Things change. Things have changed since September 30th. And they have this schedule this weekend. More changes probably going to happen coming this weekend, too. This is going to be a great two weeks, man. Great two weeks to the finish line. Unbelievable. Hey. We go to West Point, a bucket list place, West Point. We're going to go up there to try to win this game. Obviously, we're going to go be competitive and try to win the game. And we're also going to watch the carnage that's going on elsewhere. Can't wait to watch it. Joe, Chili, can we briefly, if we can, take 60 seconds or less to give our fans the understanding of what the fifth quarter, uh, CCU fifth quarter did a very solid job, but there are a couple of other points a few caveats out. But basically in a nutshell, first things first, we beat JMU two weeks from now. We go to Troy for the Sunbelt title game. If, in fact, if, 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 if there hasn't been some sort of waiver granted, if. Okay. It, the NCAA is you know, off their rocker, um, and not going to do that. I don't think they're going to do that. Anyway, I don't. I don't think so either. Uh, so let's do this real quick. I don't want to run down every scenario, but first things first. If we win, when we win at home versus JMU, then that that ends all be all. So option one, scenario one, we beat JMU, we're in the title game. If we lose to JMU. We have to have an App State and a Georgia Southern loss. Is that correct? Yes. I think that's, yeah, I'm that's looking up right now, too. Down. Yeah, we have to have an App State, Georgia Southern loss. Because then All that right, would, TD, I, got, I got it pulled up. What was your question again? Just for everybody, because everybody has been kind of putting it out. They're trying to figure out what's again – what transpires for us to get to the championship game? Option number one, path I'll number one is – I'll read it real quick. If you, if you, I'll just do the whole thing. I can do it real fast. Um, the coastal path to the championship is a win versus JMU or JMU beats App, App beats Southern. Sound about right, Joe? I'll go on. For App State, yes, beat yes, JMU right. and Southern and have JMU beat Coastal. For Southern – beat ODU and App State, and have James Madison beat us. And eliminated completely is ODU, Georgia State, and Marshall. 
and someone's reporting another path for us is JMU beats App, ODU beats Southern. But it all boils down to just beat JMU, period. Exactly, TD. Yeah. Let's play, yeah. no, it's, it's not complicated. Win two weeks from now, and we're in like Flynn. Unless the NCAA does something, you know, that we're not expecting them to do. But, uh, again, how, how things change. You know, Marshall, undefeated September. G Georgia State, school, you know, best start in school history, undefeated September. And now, and now, kind of look where we are. Look, look how things develop. How things have changed. Right? We're two and three. September thirtieth, reeling, wondering what the heck is going to happen. Things have changed. <laughs> Love it, man. Look at that. Uh, I wish people could watch this if they're listening to it. But look at TD TL Nation. Look at that flag, man. Of course, they can see the evolution of TD night going from the one floating face in the darkness now to the bright light of TL I Nation. I know. I mean, he came off the interstate. He came to five hundred one, and now he's at home. And look at all this stuff, man. This great. He went from eyes right. without a face to teal all over the place. Yeah, Billy Idol to TD to here he is in the garage <laughs> and wherever he is, and it's great, man. This has got to play it. well on YouTube. Look, the structure, man. The strut show must go on. Hunting or not, look, I'll say this. The reason I'm on the road and Joe and Chili, I'm going to say it, love y'all, thank y'all for your patience, but with Pop's cancer, look, he the only time he can really go hunt is on Sundays with some help, and um, we got a big day tomorrow to find out, hopefully, if he's still got anything there. But I, I'll say this for everybody to hear it. Pop's down to the end rows. We find out, but Joe and Chili have been very uh, patient the last two Sundays. Pop wants to go hunting and he can only really go in the afternoon. So they've been gracious enough to allow that. So hence the reason from the mobile the mobile studio of my dad's truck to now uh in the shed at the house. We should have been playing the ESPN game day song the whole time you were traveling you're coming to your city the whole time TD. That that'd been perfect for that. That would have been great. <laughs> uh I tell you what, what's some uh what's some one off things that y'all saw from from some of our social media followers, they had some great comments and questions about it. I know that there were some things about scenarios and pads and data, but um, I thought that I thought the question I want to say that Chile, I thought your 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 poll questions coming out of last night were excellent, man. I think which room I wanted to come on that comment on that which room, quarterback, running back, or receiver, you know, I, I just. It, it is amazing to see the development of those three rooms through this entire year through a brand-new offense. But what's interesting is, though, have y'all seen the shift and just the lift and confidence that each group gets from each other? Let me tell you something. As a, to do what those young men did yesterday, I'm touch this real quick. To do what they did in the rain yesterday, to throw and catch and run that, and, and we didn't give up an interception. We didn't give up a fumble. That y'all, that's that's pretty daggum good, man. That's I mean, we've given up one fumble to date, right? One fumble from a running back, and we had no tip ball. Think about that for a second. We had no tip balls yesterday that were intercepted. And typically in games like that, there's usually a pass off the hands where somebody catches it because it just goes through the hands because it's been raining all day. It rained the entire game, you know, and, and that's – those are the intangibles. Those are the small things that we need to find appreciation in that I don't 
that I think we've taken for granted because of folks like Jared Brown. And, uh, and I tell you what, too, if Jared Brown had a bad will yesterday, boy, I couldn't tell it. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> couldn't tell if he had a bad will yesterday, boys. I want to take a I, second. Go ahead, Joe. I, I, I'll tell you a room I'd like to be in. That's that's a defensive line room. Darn skip. <laughs> I, I, how about these guys right now? Yeah, Will Whitson. How about Michael Mason, for Pete's sake? I mean, just another. Lane Harris said something yesterday on the air as we were signing off. Michael Mason might be playing his way in, into the NFL draft. You know, honestly, seriously, what, what he's doing right now for us. You might crazy. Be right. I mean, I, you know, he, he is such a dominant force out there. Michael Mason, Will Whitson, Alan Henry, these guys on that defensive front are just dominant right now. You know, they're, they're kicking butt. <laughs> you know, a fun group to watch. I think I want to take a second and just congratulate somebody after Saturday. And I was, you know, TD, you're talking about social media. I don't recall which one of the people who follow us retweeted this, but I want to share what I saw. I want to congratulate Liberty on winning the Super Bowl yesterday. If you watched <laughs> the former head coastal coach, current Liberty coach's press conference, and just how much he is glowing after beating a four and five Sun Belt team, Old Dominion. I want to go ahead and say, let's get him fitted for their Super Bowl rings because Liberty just won their Super Bowl yesterday after the way he was talking. Congrats to Liberty on the Super Bowl victory. Dude, they beat the <laughs> fifth best team in the East. And, you know, and their fans, like going, this, but their fans, God bless it, man. Um, their 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 fans just and he just left the meeting, Joe. Uh oh. Uh oh. Did he time out? <laughs> I don't know. That's so funny, Chili. You got him all stirred up. Oh, he's back. <laughs> he's, he's back. He's back. He's back. <laughs> their their fans actually want to sit there and he didn't say stop. that they want no, I, I can't write back. They, they their fans, I lost the connection. They, they, they want to say that their conference – they legitimately want to say their conference needs more respect. And I'm thinking – You know you, you know that's what he's going to do. That's what he oh, did here. God. You know that's what he's going to do. That's what Jamie Brutal, does. Man. That's man, what he's going to do. That's what he's going to do. Would it be delicious to get them in a bowl game? How, how great would it be to get them in a bowl? I would love that. Speaking Relish that. Let's, Let's do it. The bowl and get them first. in a bowl game. Do it. You know, it's um, I'm not gonna give any more airtime, man. They, you know that that whole that whole crowd, um, and I and I I've been reluctant to say anything, but there's been one or two little social media posts through the course of this year that one or two of the staff there, who we appreciate, respect, have not made a comment to them, nothing but you know. And you just go, mm. Mm. that's what they do. That's that's mm. what they do. They did it at Charleston Southern. They did yep. it here. It, if, if they're on our team, you love them. If they're against us, you hate them. And you want to get a piece of them. Are burning bridges, fellas. And those that's bridges great. are made out of Lego. Let's get the, I hope, I hope we get them in the bowl. Let's 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 do that. Let's do it, man. Well, I think this is a good place to land it because TD has run out of words because he's looking down now. So I think he's exhausted. <laughs> he's so frustrated he can't stand it. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. Hey, mind, man. I? Look, man, I'm excited, man. I'm excited about where this program's at. I'm, 
everybody left us for dead, right? Everybody That's left correct. us for dead yep. a year right. ago this time. And, and, and from this point, 30 days from now, in the future, everybody left this program for dead. We're never going to block. We're going to be six and six. But yet here we are, seven and three, with a chance to go nine and three, win the East, go to Troy, play for a conference, literally. Let that sink in. I'm going to end it there. We could literally be back to the scene of the crime a year later. Like, and, and in much better shape. Much in, better shape. In much, much better, better shape, shape than where we left there, right? And exactly, yeah. Like, this is why you love college sports. This is why you love being a Sean DeClear. This is why you love being a Struddy, man. I know we're a little long with this, but it's a really fun time. But that being said, gentlemen. Sean's up, up everybody. Sean's up. Absolutely.